Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Justin got in a fight and we got kicked out of the bar. Just one small on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. All right, we've got to hear this story. Um, well, okay. So my birthday was November 27th, and then my friend Sydney, her sister's birthday was like the 10th. So we went in the middle and went and did our birthdays together because Brie was like, I won't be able to get off for yours, so let's do ours together, which was a bad idea. I knew this because they wanted to go downtown and go to a bunch of clubs. We went to like <laughs> the dollhouse, which I almost got kicked in the face by the girl doing the big... The aerialist nearly kicked you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. It so, was a nightmare. So that that's... only kicked a girl in the face when we were doing stripper pull tricks on the party bus. <laughs> <laughs> my, you're talking about my yeah. son? Yeah, kicked we a girl doing, in the face. Yeah, we were doing tricks and I, I went and we were and like, you know that trick where you take your legs all the way up the pole and you slide down? Yeah. Well, I did it. And so he decided he was going to do it. And whenever he did it, his foot, his feet swung out and he kicked the girl straight in the eye. Gave her a black eye for the night on oh prom. Oh, gosh. He needs he, to go back and Why? Do, uh, you know, how many years ago is this and why am I first hearing about it now? This is our junior prom. So it was like, oh, like yeah, like four years ago. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> okay, so there was a stripper pole on the bus for a junior prom. There were two stripper poles on the bus. There was always stripper poles on the bus. Party buses always have them. What? The corruption of today's youth is astounding to me. <laughs> what the fuck? I just love that, you know, at 20, we're just now finding out what they did in high school. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm sure we have not heard the last of it yet. I've heard enough that oh. I need therapy, so you better go back to work, mister. Okay, <laughs> so you were telling the story about how Justin got in, got a, in a fight. fight? It wasn't really like Little a Justin? It wasn't really like I said a fight. That. Justin is very... Um, Petite. That's a yeah. I was trying to find a guy, a guy word that goes for petite. He's he's smaller. He'll tell you he's small. He's diminutive. Scrappy. Yeah. Scrappy. 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 What, what happened? <clears throat> well, we ended up going to uh, we went to this club and we're already over it because a bunch of the girls that were with us that we didn't that I didn't Justin and I didn't know they were like Sydney's sister's friends. Drunk. They'd had like. Five drinks, which I was like, "How are you that drunk?" Because I'm had that many, and I'm not drunk. <laughs> like, so when we go into Pretty Please, we're already over it. And this guy, like, I kicked somebody, but um, you kicked somebody. Yeah. What is it about kicking and and drinking is that go together? Well, were they okay. drinking on that party? Well, bus? maybe because you know your hand-eye coordination is oh, okay. It's so, a little off. But so you can Jessica kick. kicks a guy. Where'd you kick him? Well, okay. So my we were next to this big brick pillar that's in the middle of the dance floor, and this guy like. Started dancing with his butt up against my friend Lena, but he like slammed her into the pillar and he wouldn't get off. And she was like, hey, stop, stop. So I just put my foot on his ass, grabbed the pillar and kicked him and made him fall. That so, doesn't have anything to do with Justin getting in a fight. Oh, he left was, after that. I was going to say. But um, so, later in the night, this guy started throwing ice at me. Like, I, I think he might just been throwing ice in general at like our little group because it was mostly girls and Justin. Oh, so he was trying to get your attention. Yeah, he hit me with three different pieces of ice. And the second time, Justin was like, hey quit and they threw another one and Justin walked over there and was like dude seriously stop and the guy shoved him and they shoved each other and then we all got kicked out <laughs> I honestly can't tell if this happened in a in a club or in a grade school cafeteria it was really it was it does kind of sound like a great the only school difference cafeteria. would be like alcohol, the weirdest part so. about it was the guy that was throwing it was probably like 35 
Oh gosh! Oh, like, in khaki shorts. I was just like, "Get out!" No oh. one likes you. Oh, so he's having a, he's having a midlife crisis, it, and yeah. Was it Jake from State Farm? Ah, <laughs> uh, possibly. Khakis. She sounds hideous. Yeah. Well, she's a guy. But it was <laughs> and then Justin. For those of you who like, are not uh, from the U.S., look it up. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Google that shit. Yeah, it's, it's funny. pretty funny. Yep. <laughs> And Justin looks at me. He's like, "Why does this always happen when I'm with you?" Because anytime Justin and I are out, there's always yeah, some. Yeah, he's always creepy... defending your honor in some way. Yeah, yeah. Well, g- guys, I don't know if you noticed the bleariness of my eyes this morning. I have the bottle flu. Hungover. I mean, hung Should have brought some champagne. Get a little. Hair oh of the Jesus, dog. no! Hair of the dog. So, so mimosas isn't that what are bloody, done. bloody so Marys are for? Yeah. Mimosas <laughs> are out of the question then. Oh my god. <laughs> Stop, you guys are going to make me puke again. So last night, um, we, friends are for. We, yeah, we had a few friends over for the holidays, you know, to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Ron is, he signed, my, that's my husband. He signed up for this wine club where they send you really kind of expensive wine and you get to explore different wineries. It's the gift Very that s- keeps on giving all year round, Clark. Yeah, it's better than the <laughs> jelly, jelly of the month, of the month club. club. Mm-hmm. But, That's check one first Christmas vacation reference. <laughs> See how many I can fit in here. This is our Christmas episode. So, yes. so um, anyway, I, I I discovered that there is such a thing as good wine, which I usually will have. You know, maybe five six sips. Just don't drink wine. Well, I drank almost the whole bottle of wine, proceeded to get extremely drunk at my own house, which is embarrassing as it is, but I tend to swear a lot more when I drink. So you can imagine, as much as I swear on this podcast, how many F-bombs flew at my house last night. You kind of sounded like my sister last night. Oh, yes. I sounded exactly like your sister Mm -hmm. last night. Fuck you fucking guys. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, we were playing cards too, so that brought it out. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I ended up giving that wine back last night, and it was not good. And then I woke up this morning, and I was still dizzy and ill. Well, that usually happens when you're hungover. And I gave it back some more. That usually happens when you're hungover. That sucks, man. I don't know. I've never, like, I don't, if I throw up the night before, I don't usually throw up. Well, I don't, yeah. Same, same. Unless I've been, like, Going back and forth between like liquor, I nearly, beer, wine. I, I nearly called Vani and said, you're going to have to come and get me. That's how bad it was this morning. That is so rare. Ooh. This is why I don't like doing the podcast on Sunday morning. God damn it. Because you're hungover? <laughs> Usually not. But in this case, yes. The funny thing is, is I almost opened a bottle of wine last night and then text somebody. So I wasn't drinking alone. <laughs> well, you were supposed to come. I know. But she was I like, I out. don't want to. Who's going to be there? <laughs> well, usually it's like all couples and then me. I know. It's like, I get mm, I get that. I get that. Nothing like being the seventh wheel. Yeah. When Especially like when you're playing games or cards or whatever. If you do like partners and there's an odd person. What are you going to do? It limits on what you can play. So I did it for you. That oh. and I didn't want to take a shower. See, that's more like it. Yeah. Now she's being honest. She I was, was like, being mm-hmm. lazy. Didn't want to get out Do of her eat, couch. Eat some spaghetti that's been in my cupboard for a year and a half and drink a bottle of wine without calling anybody. Or take, Who was your designated FaceTimer? You were supposed to be <laughs> FaceTiming somebody when you drink. <laughs> Well, I still have a mouse in my apartment. Does that count as not drinking alone? <laughs> have you named the mouse? 
Not yet. Okay, and it only counts if you name the mouse. I could give him a name. Then he's the then he's a pet. I can't call him Jerry though. My last mouse was Jerry. Yeah, you better Nate give him a different name. Jerry that I killed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jerry Squish. <laughs> that was more like, hey, Jerry, have some treats. <laughs> oh, everybody else looks kind of half here today, too. Let's talk about Christmas. Since Christmas is several days, how many days? Two days. Two, Two days. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Ooh. And we did not read Christmas books on purpose because we tried that last year. None of us liked Christmas books. No, we did not. Jessica's brother just FaceTimed her. Showing her shoes he's buying for his wife yep. for Christmas. Yep. That's pretty impressive. And Isn't technology fucking awesome? Yeah, yesterday my other brother took asked me to go shopping with him for his girlfriend. Oh, that help. kind of stuff never happens in my family. <laughs> really? Yeah, you want to know why? Why? White trash. Poor white trash. <laughs> we are poor yeah. white trash. We don't buy Christmas gifts because we can't afford them. So you just go out on Big Trash Day and find you something. That's right. Pick it up off of the curb. Hey, honey, look, I got us a couch. I got you a new chair for Christmas. It makes me itchy when I sit on it, but. <laughs> I need to fumigate it first. <laughs> it's kind of like sitting on Santa's lap. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it's in Oklahoma. White trash Christmas. <laughs> I'm so glad Nicole's not here. <laughs> we can only talk about rednecks because we grew up with them and, and we have mm-hmm. white trash backgrounds. Yep. yep. So we're not making fun of them. We're making fun of ourselves. Yeah. And we'll have to say, you know, we make fun, but holy shit, I had a lot of fun growing up just slightly white trash. Mm-hmm. Yep. Me yep. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that trailer park I lived in was <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> I mean, I remember some nights quite clearly, but... It was fucking great. Yeah. You start- well, like, that's an Oklahoma thing. Like, you party in the middle of a field in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's not just an Oklahoma <laughs> no, thing. I grew up in New York, and that's how we yep. did. I think every kid. What about you, Vivian? Did you party in a field when you were young? No. I remember I grew up Southern Baptist. I did zero partying. Oh, that's zero. Right. We, used, we used to party Six. at the river. Yeah. The river. We used to party at the river, and I remember one night. Well, <laughs> okay. I don't, don't remember, remember one, night. one night I was told the next night that I decided that it would be fun to slide down this hill repeatedly <laughs> that was dirt <laughs> like it was covered in snow because I woke up with bruises on my legs. And I was what the fuck did I do to get bruises all over my legs? I'm like, you're rolling up and down that hill. You thought it was fun. I'm like, hey, why didn't you stop me? Because uh, you- it was funny. <laughs> so, yeah. White trash partying is sometimes kind of fun. One, one New Year's, we partied in my friend's like shop, his dad's shop, and mm-hmm. someone put it on Facebook, like or on Twitter or something. So there were a bunch of people that none of us knew showed up. He told his mom that we were going to be like eight of us, and there were like 150 people. <laughs> she came out with a shotgun, and this was like, shh, shh. <laughs> get off my property. You and then everybody get off of my lawn. Well, then everybody scattered and knocked down all of their fencing. Oh, no. Because ran over it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I should qualify that I was Southern Baptist and a nerd. And I think the nerd part was what kept me from partying more than anything else. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. the Southern Baptist kids, you know, would go out and, like, drink and, and get wild and stuff. 
But I was nerdy and unpopular, so that's why I never did. Yeah, I was nerdy and unpopular, (laughs) and I just didn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. There were three of us, and we did our own did our own thing, did our own partying and. In mm-hmm. a field, <laughs> the three of us. Well, Jones you know, so if you wait, there were four. Had like an itch. I think there were four yes. of us. Matter where you were. Yeah, when, it, when you yeah. live in small town, you just mm-hmm. kind of show up from party to party, and you just, you know, everybody's everybody's friend when you're nice and drunk. No, yep. that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Not if you're a nerd. No, yeah, you, you, in my town, it no, was. You're not welcome. No, yep. I didn't fit in with any particular group. I had a group of friends that we made our own group. Oh, by the way, Vivian's with yeah. us in case you oh, yeah. didn't Hi. recognize her. It's me again. And, and Jessica is Nicole today. I am Nicole today. I'm also doing a book that is Nicole worthy. So. Whoa. <laughs> it's kind of sad. You're channeling Nicole. Yep. I'm sitting in her seat and everything. So speaking of uh, being a teenager in a small town and not fitting in, uh, this is not the book that I was going to review today, but I do want to do like a little shout out to it. I finished reading a book called The Serpent King um, I think the author's name is Jeff Zentner. It's about three outsider teenagers growing up in rural Tennessee. And it, hmm. I just wanted to say it was a good book. For being YA, it was surprisingly good. Uh, cool. So I'm not going to do like a formal review or anything. But if you're interested in that whole like outsider growing up in a rural town, there's questions of faith. Like people are more way more Jesus-y than you are and they're judgy and stuff. And Jesus-y you have to grow up with that. judgy buggers. Yeah, exactly. If you grew up in that kind of thing like I did, uh, Serpent King, read it. It was actually really good. <laughs> yeah. And there was a really good quote on it that was something like, um, if you're going to live, you might as well do things that are painful, brave, and beautiful. And I liked the, that I particular line. I did all of those things last night for Christmas. <laughs> There you go. Painful, brave, and And beautiful. And beautiful. That's your bucket list. Painful, brave, and beautiful. Check, check, check. Check Checkity check. Bonus barf everywhere. (laughs) No, I barfed in the toilet like a normal person. That would be the painful part. (laughs) That's exactly right. I made a a quilt. It was painful because I stuck myself with pins. It ended up being beautiful, but I was felt pretty brave because I'd never sewn before until I decided to make a quilt. It all fits together. Painful, brave, and beautiful. Are you going to show us a picture? Yeah, sure. I have made two quilts in my life. I do not like quilting. So when people find out that I sew, they're like, do you quilt? I'm like, fuck no. (laughs) I can't quilt. I don't like it. It's a Harry Potter quilt. (laughs) (gasps) Fuck, Jessica. You got to post that on our page, man. That is freaking awesome. I will after Christmas because it's for my nephew. Oh, okay. Wow. That is so cool. That's very nice. Well, and we have established that Vivian is a seamstress, and she even bragged recently that she sews her own underwear. Yes, (laughs) I I do. I don't know that that's the first time I've ever heard of someone sewing. I'm wearing wearing three things that I I sewed for myself. Um, I've got like a a shirt underneath that's just green, and then I have a red hoodie on. You you sewed that hoodie? Yeah, I made the hoodie too. God, that's cute. Thank you. Uh, And then I also made the underwear that I'm wearing. Yeah. I got tired of never having underwear that... Pioneer woman over uh, here. No, okay. I got tired of having underwear that didn't fit, like, my butt and would ride up and stuff like that. So I started making my own underwear. I just drafted a little pattern based on a pair of underwear that fit, that I liked. And Vivian will be giving her website so that she can make underwear for your butt. No. 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 I'm thinking that it would be very difficult to find underwear to fit my ass. (laughs) Well, that's this is the thing is is she'll send you a, a template 
then no. you sit on it. And is that kind of like when you, you sit, and you sit on the copier it. and yeah. you need a copy? It's like a you, mold, you get a mold of your teeth. Here is an ass mold for you. Do, and do the crime scene outline, the chalk, the chalk outline of your butt. So and then we'll make underwear from Ooh, that. So, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's fun. I, I get like cute little fabrics, and I match the lace and the little. That sounds like yeah. way too much fucking work. Oh, but Vivian. I love that. Three ninety nine at Walmart. I'll take that. No, I hate. I hate. The I don't Walmart care if it rides up. <laughs> Just take them off. You, you enjoy? <laughs> do you have like a wedgie fetish? Like you enjoy digging in your butt, pulling your underwear out? Yeah, frequently? Like oh yeah, baby. Are you going to the movies? Because you're picking your seat. <laughs> 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 I've heard that one many times. Well, that was new to me, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> In the redneck accent, just for Nicole, since uh. she's absent today. <laughs> Nicole's been having some health issues, but that's not why she's not with us today. She's not with us today. She has a Christmas thing Because today. Christmas. And Jessica is going to go, be going to a birthday party later, so we were just barely able to get her. Yep. I have nothing to do today. I don't have anything to do today either. Are we I think sa- when I get home, my husband might make me clean the house a little bit. Like, oh. I'll clean the house. He went into house cleaning mode this morning. Okay, so I, I absolutely love my husband. And he will but... actually... Well, no, no. He will actually cook and clean. That's one of the wonderful things about him is that we can actually split these evenly instead of me having to do everything. Um, so he w- went into, like, cleaning mode this morning. It was obsessively cleaning the house. Okay, you knock yourself out. Men who obsessively clean? Yeah. That sounds like a recipe for a nonfiction novel. Who knows? Nonfiction. Well, Alex nonfiction like would be like true. Like usually men who men clean who is clean. like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. They just don't care. You're absolutely <laughs> right. That's accurate. There is a book called Porn for Women. And it's just pictures of men vacuuming and oh. doing the dishes. And they say things like, why don't you go put your feet up and here's a glass of wine. I'll do the dishes tonight. And they're like take like carrying babies. Stop it! And You're stuff. making drool run down my chin yeah. right now. I saw it at full at Full Circle Books like a million years ago. I don't know if it's still around, but it was just porn for women, and it was just really good looking men cleaning the house. It was nice. God damn! I'd pay for that. Like rubbing your feet and saying, "Tell me about your day," <gasps> and that kind of thing. <gasps> <laughs> okay, don't have an orgasm, Martha. <laughs> Tone it down. Oh, that was pretty tough, man. Does anybody have a weird Christmas tradition they'd like to share? Anybody do the pickle Christmas tree ornament? The or, pickle thing is weird. I don't understand. I don't. It. I don't get the pickle. What thing is a either. pickle Christmas tree? E- evidently, there's a. Is it like you know hors d'oeuvres? Like no, pickle hors d'oeuvres? No, it's an ornament. It's a glass pickle that you hang on your tree for some reason. Why? It's, I don't know. Hold on, I'm, I'm googling the Christmas pickle history. The tradition of the Christmas pickle has got to be one of the strangest modern Christmas customs. That no one is quite sure why it exists. In the 1880s, Woolworth stores started selling glass ornaments imported from Germany, and some were in the shape of various fruits and vegetables. Around that same time, it was claimed that the Christmas pickle was a very old German tradition, and that the pickle was the last ornament hung on the Christmas tree. Then the first child to find the pickle got an extra present. However, the claim that it is an old German tradition seems to be totally a myth. Somebody fucking made it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm German and I have never heard that in my life. Let's hear from the Germans out there. I know we have a bunch of German listeners. So I don't have any of those kinds of um, Christmas traditions. The one Christmas tradition we always had was we made cookie houses. 
because my mother did not like gingerbread. So she would go and buy those little fudge-covered graham crackers. Mm. Yeah. And we would build little houses out of that on top of a cake. That's and cute. And make a little, um, you know, a little stream out of um, tinfoil and make little pretzel trees and all that kind of stuff. And then eat, eat it. Mm. The only fun. tradition I had growing up was NyQuil on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> or cream to mint if we were out of NyQuil. Because <laughs> your mom gave you that so you'd sleep? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I love that. Wow. <laughs> Bonnie takes the prize. Getting jacked up on cough syrup. <laughs> Here, honey, have some Benadryl. <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you Okay, you definitely win for the white trash Christmas over yeah. here. Wow. <laughs> you need to listen to a song called Choctaw Bingo. Choctaw Bingo. <laughs> I mean, the we like, had the Christmas tree that was literally tied to our wall because we couldn't get it to stand up straight. Oh, my God. And the cats kept, and the dogs kept jumping into it, knocking it down. Yikes. <laughs> tied into the side of the trailer. This isn't a PG podcast? What are you talking about? Righto. It's called what? Choctaw I, Bingo? I got it. Okay. It's a really long intro. Yeah. We don't have a... Um, we don't have permission. Right. We don't have permission to share the song. However, if you're interested in looking up, uh, stop. <laughs> however, I cracked my screen and my touch doesn't work sometimes. It's pissing me off. However, if you're interested in looking up Choctaw Bingo, you can Google that shit too. Yep. Uh, the part was the strap them kids and give them a little bit of vodka and a cherry coke. <laughs> We're going to Oklahoma to the family reunion. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. Cause this you is, know, and they'll be coming down from Kansas. See, I do have some that? Kansas it, folks. She has some Kansas folk that have seriously folk. qualify for all this. So for Christmas this year, we're going to give you the best gift ever. And that would be the gift of some awesome book reviews. Because we do that every year. Because we're kind like that. Yes, the gift that keeps on giving is ba-ba-ba-books. And hopefully we can make some good suggestions. It's kind of too late to go to the store right now. Unless, of course. Yeah, but no, you know. we've got okay. one shopping day left till Christmas. Yeah. And a lot of people. Stores like, are Especially open. if you have family that's out of state like I do. You don't go up there and celebrate Christmas until like January. So you ah. have extra days. So you mm-hmm. can shop the after Christmas sales. Exactly. Now that's so Except smart. Except I have to work. So. Yeah. But still. Mm-hmm. You know. Should be. You go out tomorrow, be armed with like, I don't know, elbow pads and knee pads and a helmet. Pepper spray. A knife. <laughs> a pepper spray and a and a gas mask. Yep. You know, clear those people out right now. Hey, that know. happened at Bass Pro Shops. I know, day. it did. Yeah. It did. It was somebody, live like, when I was... Pe- somebody maced everybody at, pe- at Bass Pro. Yeah. Like, is was... that what, what it yep. made them evacuate the store? Yeah, somebody like Santa Claus was standing outside and there was a, a hel- helicopter um, buzzing over the top of it. That, that actually happened while I was on the air the other day. Oh, <laughs> yep. So yep. you have an alibi then? Uh, yes, right. I okay, do. Good. It good. was not me. You didn't mace Santa Claus. <laughs> he is yeah, a dirty old bastard. <laughs> asking all those little kids to sit on his lap. How creepy is that? You're just jealous because you weren't sitting on his lap. Oof. I don't. I don't like beards. You would never uh, catch me. Yeah, that's. They, Josh, they really our, our bearded out. girl has a, a Duck Dynasty type beard. Yeah, I don't. I don't. His like is those. surprisingly yeah, always clean though. Yeah, but it just it it's looks all. Gross. 
here and there. I hate that. Yeah. I I'm, want him to trim it so badly. Every I'm time not I a see him, of, I want to get out my folding scissors and <laughs> knock him down. I'm not a fan <laughs> of that much facial hair. Just no. tackle Josh. I, right. down <laughs> I think stay on still, some people, still. I think on some people, it looks like really long face pubes or something. That's exactly so that's why what I don't it looks like. like them, yes, face like, pubes. Yeah. You know what kind of freaks me out, though? Hmm. You know, I watch cooking shows, love cooking shows. When somebody goes on a cooking show and they have a beard and they wear like a hairnet, but, but then their beard's beard. all in open. I'm thinking, I'm not eating anything that you make because what if one of those face pubes fall into your food <laughs> and I get it? Like, no. <sighs> it's like, I have seen people in restaurants wearing like the little hair nets for the beard. Yeah, and I that's what they that. need. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough with some of these cooking shows that it's a competition. Ooh, so yeah. people are nervous and they're sweaty. And sometimes I see them drip the sweat in there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm glad I am not a judge on any of these shows because it's kind of like, you I'm would sorry, you get an F because I saw that it. face pube fall in your cake batter. It's like, you're like, uh-huh. you know, face pubing it out. You're sweating your batter. I'm out. Ooh. I'm out. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Just like on Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. Those are things that just kind of gross me out. Yeah. Okay. Maybe now we should transition into books. But I will warn you, my book has nothing to do with sweaty beards. That's in fact, probably I don't good. Think anyone has a beard in, well, maybe, but it's not talked about. Maybe some sweat, <laughs> but no beards. <laughs> okay. Bring it on, baby. Okay. I read a book that was recommended by my new boss. Whoa, way to suck up right away. <laughs> Let me get the brown off my nose a little. Well, you know, you got to pick your moments and yep. books are my moments. Yep, so, yep, yep. And she is a reader. So I'm like, reader, yes. yes. Suck up material right there. Anyways, it's called Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter. And it is nothing like what I usually read because it's a murder mystery. Ooh, I love murder mysteries. And it starts out talking about this family and this family has gone through a lot of tragedy like 20 years prior to this book their sister was kidnapped and was never seen again it's an open case kind of like a cold case they don't know what happened to her she was never heard from at all she was 19 when she got kidnapped and the other two sisters kind of had a falling out when they were teenagers after all of this happened and they haven't talked in probably like 15 years. So there's a lot of tension in this family and the one sister does talk to like her mom and stuff um, and dad committed suicide a few years back. Jesus. It does sound like a book you usually read only just with a different spin. Well, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't focus on the sadness. Oh, it just okay. it focuses focuses on how this one tragic event like split the family up. Like I said, it sounds an awful <laughs> lot like the stuff you usually read. <laughs> what are you doing? Slicing. <laughs> oh, just she's because cutting we... because of my sad book. Oh, okay, well, okay. Yeah. my book is equally sad, so I yeah, can't. I don't, I don't like the, I don't like the family drama, life drama books. That yeah, much. well, it gets it gets worse. Yeah. Just the warning. Gets a whole lot worse. Oh, good. Because Claire, who is the younger sister, um, is married and everything. And very early in the book, her and her husband are robbed by knife point and her husband is killed. Damn. 
And um, they're robbed. They take her wedding ring, her phone, everything else. And the husband and the robber get into like this scuffle. And um, he's stabbed in the stomach. Damn. Well, when she starts going through his office and everything, she's, you know, super sad, you know, going through his office and everything. She discovers a bunch of files that she didn't, that are coded that she didn't know that he had. <gasps> and she pulls them up and they're like, it's called like snuff porn. <gasps> oh, gross. And it's like women who are like chained up and tortured. And oh my God. Like having sex with dead bodies and like, yeah, it's holy completely crap. disgusting. And Fuck. so then there's this whole gross. side of him that she never knew about. And they were married for a really long time. Never knew about all of this. And then I should mention that while they're at the funeral for her husband who was murdered, somebody breaks into their house. What? But she, they don't, and she just got robbed. She Right. But somebody breaks into her house and they're like, you know, quote unquote, Richie's. Oh. So they have and the caterer, the caterers were there and caught the robbers and the robbers killed one of the caterers and just took off and they didn't take anything. This happened were, at the while they were at the while funeral. they were at the funeral. Jesus. So, and so obviously then, they were having a catered event afterwards. Well, yeah, because they're riches. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when the police come out to investigate it, it wasn't just the police. It was the FBI. And she's not quite sure why the FBI uh, is coming out. That makes no sense. To report a burglar, I mean, on a burglary report, because they just don't do that kind of thing. The, the FBI doesn't. No. So, I mean, things start kind of question. She starts questioning things in her head. Mm. And then she finds all of these snuff porn and everything on her husband's computer that she didn't know existed. And she turned them into the police. Because, I mean... Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And if he's dead anyway, I mean, yeah. Right. And, um... But I wonder if she'd have turned him in if he was still alive. I don't know. Would she have ever found it? She she was blissfully naive and very well taken care of. Check your husband's computers, girls! So then, you know, she starts questioning and start doing her own investigation. And during her investigation into this life that she didn't know that her husband had her uh, sis her older sister kind of becomes involved and they kind of kind of reconnect and both of them investigate this life that Claire didn't know that her husband had hmm bonding over bondage yeah well, it was really funny the way that they very first started talking because, you know, after the funeral and everything, of course, the younger sister, I mean, the older sister, which I think her name was like Lydia, didn't come to the funeral because they had a falling out and it was over her husband. So uh, she did not come to the funeral at all. And like I said, they haven't talked in like 15, 16 years. She went after the funeral was over and, you know, he was already buried and everything. And she was peeing on his grave when she was caught by her older sister, Claire. <laughs> Wait, who who did the peeing? Lydia sister. was peeing on the grave of her sister's husband, of her sister's husband when her sister caught her. Yeah, that's that's pretty strong feelings. Yeah. 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 Needless really say, she didn't like the husband at all. And, but she kind of helped Claire do this investigation 
and I don't want to say too much because yeah, there is a whole lot of twists and turns in so this. It sounds book. like some twisted twists. Yeah. But I will have to say there is torture and uh, rape uh, and a string of missing teenage girls, college age girls shit. that are all involved in this investigation. Okay, then. <clears throat> that definitely is not your usual type. It is not my usual type, but it was it was a really good book. It was really good because I think because it wasn't so much like a police investigation or like a detective doing all of this stuff. It was like the wife going, what the fuck was my you know, dead husband up to? I, and it is not a pretty truth. OK, so at the end of the day, what's your score on the book? I would give it a five. Whoa. It was, yeah. Even, it was not a historical fiction. It was not a book about war. And I absolutely loved it. I'm and amazed. It, I didn't. Some of the things I kind of saw coming, but a lot of it I did not. And it was it was good. It was really good. I would recommend it. Martha, you would probably like it. It is not very lovey-dovey. You know I don't like them lovey-doveys. It is a whole lot of gruesome. Gruesome is right up my alley. Gruesome torture and stalking. And it's called Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter. So, yeah, if you need a little, you know, stalking and torture in your life, I'd say read this book. I have, it seems to me I've read something by Karen Slaughter a while ago, but I don't. You know, we don't all, we don't usually have the same taste in books, so you might not like it. Hey, but it was I'm willing to give it a shot. It wasn't very touchy-feely. Did you do the audio? I did the audio, yeah. Okay. I did have to rev it up. She talked a little slow. I had to turn it up to, to <laughs> 1.4. Shit, if you have to turn it up, I'll have to put it up to 2. So, Vivian, what do you got, girl? Okay, so I know you guys have reviewed um, the book Carter and Lovecraft before. Um, I have to look. See we have. We love that. I don't uh, know what Jonathan episode it was. Jonathan L. But... Howard. Um, so, you guys reviewed that one. So, I read that, and I just finished the sequel, and it's called After the End of the World. Okay. And I have went into both books not knowing a whole lot about the Lovecraft mythos, mm-hmm. uh, aside from, like, the usual Cthulhu jokes and references and stuff like that that mm-hmm. geeks tend to do. So, I didn't know a whole lot about the Cthulhu mytho- mythos. Um, but I really liked the characters in the book. It's a little different from what I usually read, uh, but it's still weird enough to... To, you know, appeal to me. Uh, <laughs> Vivian I likes just read, the weird I books. I just read the Passage Trilogy, which is really, 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 really long and really, really good. Uh, so I wanted to get away from the whole, like, post-apocalyptic vampire craziness thing. So apparently I went with the uh, post-apocalyptic <laughs> alternate timeline Nazi thing. Uh, <laughs> yay, go me. But it was more, it, it reads more like a detective story. It does. Than, yeah, yeah, they read like, more like detective stories, which is kind of what I was wanting to do. I was wanting to do something a little less, you know, oh, crap, the world ended. But I ended up with, oh, crap, the world still ended anyway. Uh, so, okay, this works. Um, so what happened at the end of the first uh, Carter and Lovecraft book is that uh, things changed and they un- unfolded the world basically they undid everything that their uh, ancestors had done which Spoiler you know alert. if you go through all of that then yeah. then so, you'll understand what that means which if yeah. you hadn't read it you're still in the dark what they so. did they landed in an alternate timeline uh, now that everything was unfolded in which the cold war never happened because the nazis bombed uh the soviet union in 1941 um that was a different take on Operation Barbarossa. Instead of like trying to evade the Soviet Union and, and all that garbage, they uh, 
they like dropped basically what they think was a nuke on the Soviet Union, on the Kremlin, and invaded Russia, took over Russia. So Russia was no more. And what happens is the Nazis and Nazi Germany becomes like this stable power that's allied with the United States. And it's very, very, very weird that the Nazis are like kind of the good guys now. They're they're suspicious of, you know, they're suspicious of the Nazis, which you should always be suspicious of Nazis. They're never up to any good. <laughs> and and uh, so they're, uh, they're, they're allies. And it's very, very weird. It is weird. I so, read it too, so um, yes. So Lovecraft, naturally, she being biracial and, you know, she loves history and everything. She hates Nazis. She's not okay with this world. She wants to fold everything back so that there are no more freaking Nazis running around in the world. She doesn't like this. <laughs> so Carter is continuing his work as a private investigator and he gets hired by this guy who is a Nazi and he shows up at the bookstore and uh, the Carter and Lovecraft bookstore and, uh, of course, Lovecraft is saying, you know, she calls him a Nazis and he says, well, please don't call me the N word. And, you know, yep. Lovecraft is biracial. So this is just like the worst thing for her ever. She's very, very, very Because none of the stuff it. that she's used to yeah. um, ever happened. Yeah. Well, some of it did. Yeah, because none different. of that happened. Yeah. It's a very different world and they're adjusting to it. But what happens is this guy hires Carter to uh, he gets him to be a security guard at a university where they're doing some kind of top secret experiment and Nazi scientists and American scientists are working together and it all ties into um, the fold and some really crazy stuff happens and Nazis, Nazis, Nazis and some crazy spy stuff is going on. Some cool science. Um, yeah, crazy weird science stuff. Weird science. Yeah, Lovecraftian mythos and all that other stuff. Um, but it was really good. Um, I liked it probably about as much as the first one. The first one might've been a little bit better, uh, but it was pretty good. And there is going to be a third book because when you get to the last page and you turn it, um, it says the third book is, is coming soon or whatever. So he's going to do a third book. So that'll be really good. Um, the romance was dialed up just a tiny bit. There's a little bit more romantic tension, but it's not the cheesy weird stuff. It's just clear. They like each other and they're attracted to each other, but they're not saying anything yet. Um, but so they'll, kind of fig- they'll eventually do it. Yeah, just- like it, yeah, they will eventually. But like at one point, they're figuring out that uh, something happens, which I won't spoil. But they kind of figure out that they're sexually attracted to each other. So that's starting to come into play. I think there was a little um, attraction in the first one. Yeah, there was a little, a little bit, yeah. bit in the first one. And I yeah. like that when he first meets her in the first book, there's not like this, oh, my God, look at that ass. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. And there's, they're like not playing up the huge romantic thing. It's just kind of you know, woven in just a little bit here. It's mm-hmm. just gradually building. So it's nice that the story is focusing on, you know, the other aspects, all the crazy right. stuff that's happening rather than, you know, we're going to, when, when can we jump into bed together? Right. So exactly. It's nice. It, it's just a different change of pace from what I've been reading. And I enjoyed it. It was good. And what gives us your title and artist? Uh, it was after the end of the world by Jonathan L. Howard. And I do want to say that as a librarian, I really, really loved Emily Lovecraft. Uh, She was trained as a librarian and she owns the bookstore. And uh, especially more so in this book than in the first, uh, she really uses a lot of her research skills, her knowledge. Oh, I forgot to mention, she gets a hold of the Necronomicon (laughs) and reads it 
and starts figuring out some of the really crazy stuff that's in the Necronomicon. And I absolutely love her for it. And in the first book, um, I really liked that she had a shotgun under the counter. <laughs> yeah. And she had her Mossberg, which she gets to use her Mossberg a lot mm-hmm. more in the in the second book, I think. Uh, but she had the shotgun under the counter and she had strategically placed the political biographies between the counter and the door so that when the robber was running away, if she had to shoot at him with the shotgun, it would hit the political biographies. <laughs> so I, I really, really like Emily Lovecraft. Yes, I, I love her. Cool. She's definitely one of the better um, female characters that I've read in like a non-sci-fi, non-fantasy setting. Uh, so I thought she was pretty, she was pretty awesome. So armed librarians fear yes. us. Yeah, we're armed with knowledge and with really awesome guns. <laughs> 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 all that, right so awesome. i'm gonna have to read that one yeah it was good it, i read it yeah if you like the first yep. one get the second one i did which is very odd for me because that those are usually yep. not my kind of books yeah and but I this read one has nazis one. though so i bet yeah, you'd like nazis. it even more i know right it has good nazis and bad <gasps> yeah. nazis in it it's really and it's really in the weird. library yeah on audio yeah yeah i did i we read have this it one. like at the like online yeah oh yeah i know i just yeah, I did oh, the audio you just, book. You just Overdrive. downloaded it. I just, yeah, I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> two you didn't for have two. To tell me two times. Yeah, Overdrive is the way to go. I know we yeah. love Overdrive. Well, actually, I put the first one on hold and I put the second one on my wish list because you know me. She's got to read the first. She's got to read the first one before she reads the second yeah, one, I even though she's already to. read the first one. Oh. Because she does that. It's oh. just pure if it's a series, she will do it, and then before the third one comes out, she will read the first one. And the second one before oh, reading gosh. the third one. Well, yeah. you know, um, my wonderful Ken Follick trilogies that I love. He's coming out with a prequel to one of his. Oh, Jesus. Which means she's going to have to read all of them before she can Even read the prequel. It's a prequel. Oh, my and gosh. And all of those are like 30 hours long. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like the She's going to have to take vacation yeah. days to do I'm, that shit. But it bugs me if I read a book and I haven't read like either that or I'll read the prequel and then I'll be so excited about the prequel. I'll read all the other ones again. <laughs> well, you kind of have to get caught up because there's sometimes yeah. there's all these little subtle things that are going on in the books and you want to make sure that when that comes back into play, mm-hmm. you remember it you you yep. in your head. And, right. Yeah, that's understandable. That, and especially if it's a book that I really liked, sometimes it just doesn't take much for me to want to read it again. I mean, I read a review one time on a series that I liked last year and uh, listened to all of them again. All like four books. <laughs> what series was that? I don't want to say. Oh. Martha will make fun of me. I will. <laughs> it must be romance or. It was the Twilight series. <gasps> I know. <laughs> See, I told you. Oh my God. Okay. It's okay. And Guilty I don't pleasures. know why I like them because the timeline is all screwed up. Nothing makes sense. It's not that logical, but just the matter of like werewolves and vampires like being sworn enemies is just kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we love you. We love you. No. We love you, but no thank you. I'm weird. Twilight series. No, everybody's got Potter. their See, everybody's got their yeah. their guilty pleasure. And see, I liked Harry Potter when I read it, but I have no desire to read Harry Potter again. I reread it. Mm-hmm. I think I read it like six times. All of them. So now you need a palate cleanse. Yep. Okay, Jessica. Okay. Sock it to us. What do you got over there? Okay, so I did a nonfiction book. Whoa, that is unusual. And I loved it. I cannot say her last name, so I'm going to spell it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, 
<laughs> okay. It's uh, called How Dare the Sunrise Memoirs of a War Child by Sandra. Her name is spelt U W I R I N G I Y I M A N A. I can't even take a shot at that. I couldn't either. Okay, spell that one more time so that I know I wrote that down right. U W I R I N G I Y I M A N A. Mary Adam, Nancy Adam? Yes. Wow. Wow, that's going to be like a whole line on our website just for the name. And what's it called? How How Dare the Sun Rise? Memoirs of a War Child. And so I really like this book because it kind of gives me, it gave me the same feeling that I had after I read The Kite Runner. Like a, that kind of understanding of a different culture and someone else's perspective and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So um, Sandra, the author, uh, grew up in the Demo- Democratic Republic of the Congo. And uh. um, so it's nonfiction. So she's part of this tribe that's discriminated against because they're, typically from Rwanda so they don't really fit in and they're always just discriminated against by like the tribes which is one of the things I saw kind of a good parallel with Kite Runner because there's a a sect of the Islam that's always discriminated against Mm -hmm. and um, so war breaks out and they get sent to a refugee camp and then there's a big massacre at the refugee camp and um, eventually they get to come to America but um, it's mostly about her life as a child in this war-torn country where they're just kind of just awful. Depressing. It's, it was very depressing. It's not a happy book. If you do not want, like, if you don't want to read something happy, don't read this book. But, um, I just liked it because it was something that, you know, I've never had to deal with a right. like, war outside my window. Mm-hmm. And like, as a kid and having to like tough through that all and all that stuff, it was just very interesting. I liked it. I don't want to like, ruin too many of the details but I mean I guess you could know them if you know a lot of right, Congo's right. history but it's just about I don't know, kind of losing your innocence in that way but it was Ugh. just um, it was really good <laughs> I, I give it a five but I don't want to <clears throat> Excellent. Delve into well it children that have to grow up in that kind of environment you, you kind of take for granted of the things that you have when you're little even when you grow up poor mm-hmm. you have so much more than these children that have to grow up in these these countries that are in constant war i i mean it it really gives you a different perspective yeah and especially it kind of gives you a like new uh compassion for like um refugees because she's talking about being at this refugee camp and have like there's a like a scene where she has to wait hours to get a jug of water and -hmm. stuff like that and it's just it's good, but then it, and then you know there's a big massacre because people just open fire on the refugee camp, oh. and um, you know you lose some of your family, and it's like about loss and dealing with that, and then moving to America and having to learn all these new customs, and mm. it's just I don't know, it was very good, and I, I hadn't had that like new like, appreciation for someone whose life is totally different than mine since probably I read The Kite Runner, yeah, and it was just like oh, I mean That's it good. made me cry, but it was also a good cry. It was a refreshing cry. Something different, especially since I've been reading a lot of goofy stuff lately. <laughs> oh, I love the goofy stuff, though. <laughs> I know, me too. Like, um, Sometimes you have, have you read serious. Columbus Day yet? No, I haven't. You got to read that, dude. You really have got to read that. I'll and Space Opera. I know. I really want to read Space Opera. Space Opera but I'm is on finishing... my to-read list. Yeah. yeah. It's on my to-read list. I'm finishing up uh, the third book of John Di- the 
last book in the John Dies at the End trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called What the Hell Did I Just Read? Yep. And it's mm-hmm. so freaking funny. But, <laughs> but Excellent. Anyways, but it was very, very good. So if you're into that kind of thing, I definitely suggest it. And I think it's actually, so it's a it's nonfiction memoir, but it's also, I think, considered YA too. Oh, so it's because she's young. Yeah, she's young. Okay. And so, all right. So give us the title. Um, How dare the sun rise? Mem- memoirs of a war child. By Sandra with a really long, yeah. strange last name. That all right? I guess it's me, huh? I, I read the first in a series of fantasy this time. Actually, Ooh. I read a bunch of different stuff over the last few weeks, but this is the one I'm going to pick. It's not very often that I come across a fantasy series that doesn't make me cringe because it feels like there's always a lot of romance tends to get put in there quite a bit. Yeah. But this particular one is called the A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. It's like um, kind of alternate realities, but they are all London. And they keep track of the different re- realities by color. So there's red London, white or red London, gray London, and white London. And then once upon a time, there was black London. Black oh. London, basically magic was totally everywhere and out of control and then it was conquered and banished and basically the other londons you know took care of that business Mm. so the main guy that we're with his name is kel and he's a magician and magicians are kind of kept as almost almost slaves by the court in each of these Londons. And they can travel in between these different Londons. So in the beginning, he travels to um, to Grey London, which is sort of like our London. No magic, no nothing. So he travels there and ends up saving this girl. Actually, she's a thief, so she steals something. And then that gets her into trouble. And basically, she's she ends up, they end up saving each other a couple of different times. But it, there's not really a, a romance between them, but there definitely is an attraction there, sort of like you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Um, but the reason that I liked it is because the magic was controlled. There were definite rules involved, um, but there was definitely a bad guy because... He's traveling between these worlds and somebody in, I think it's Red London, gives him, tries to give him something to take back. And they tell him it's a letter to a family member that got separated when the London separated out. So he kind of falls for that. And he takes this thing, this object, with him. And as a result, things go awry. And that's kind of what the story is based around. It's based around that thing. And that's how the girl gets involved because she steals it. And then he has to go and find it. And they sort of all, you know, it's a big mystery, basically. It didn't really have a lot of... Actually, the reason that I looked at reading it in the first place is because 
one of the books, I think it might be the latest one, is on the list of the best books of this year. So it's definitely getting, the the series is getting a lot of attention. So I was like, I really should read this. I liked it because it was really well written and it had a lot of really cool imagery and stuff in it. And I totally blew through it. It was really good. Kind of hard to describe though. You know what I mean? It's just one of those, you just fall into the world. And I like it when that happens because that's the reason I read. I read to, to get away. And I traveled to all those different Londons. So it was cool. And I will definitely read the second one and the third one, probably, depending on how the second one goes. So the series is called the Shades of Magic series. And the very first one, which is the one I read, was called A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. There we go. I know that probably wasn't a very good review because I'm so hungover. No, it was good. I just, you know, you start talking about magic and I go. Vonnie glazes over, sort of like I do when you guys talk about war. I'm like, I think there's pictures of what? bunnies. On I was, I was putting a whole. Yeah, on it. see, Jessica and I are. She's my, <laughs> she's my spirit buddy here. We have, we, we always love the same stuff. Fantasy books. Yep. I'm, I'm considering it. If I ever yep. get in the mood for something really, really magic. And it, 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 yeah, it's not. It has definite rules. I like it when the magic has rules. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Where, the name of the wind, how it was all yes, science based. Exactly. Yeah, it was all science based. This, this is not yep. science science based, yeah. but it still has good rules. And I liked, I liked the feeling that it gave me that whole, you know, you just, where you recognize something that's going to be cool. It's cool. And also space opera is available at the library and I just downloaded it. (laughs) Space opera was so fun. Oh my gosh. I almost put that on my end of the year. Um, I almost chose it for the end of the year. I I had to give it an honorable mention though, because I chose something else as my top one. I think my next when, read is going to be Mr. Splitfoot. You recommended ooh, that the other day. Yes. I have it downloaded. I'm going to start that yeah. one next. Now that just I'm remember with... that it it takes a little bit to get to the exciting bits, yeah. but the ending is fucking awesome. Yeah, it really had reading. a great yeah, ending. Long, okay, that, I appreciate that because it's good to know that there's like some buildup. Yes, because there the, the reward is was coming. Like that. The passage yep. is really really slow, and it's like, oh, let's feel bad for this poor little girl who has a crappy life. And then, like, all of a sudden, vampires exploded everywhere. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. It's like finding a skull <laughs> in the garden. Yeah. yeah it's really it's great. Yeah. Because when I read that book, it was like, they're walking, they're walking, walking they're, they're walking. walking. And you're like, is this all this book is? It's a fucking walking through the woods. And I'm like, I think I even, yeah, I think I even test you. What the hell is up with this book? I think I'm going to. Yeah, because I told her to read it. But she was like, no, no, no. Keep reading. Just keep, just keep going. And I'm like, all right. And she never listens to me because we really don't have the same kind of Taste. But when we do, but I did, we really do. And it was, it was, yeah, the, the ending was like the best. Yes, it did have a fucking fantastic ending. Mm-hmm. All right, that's good to know. So keep, keep on it. I will. Don't give up on it's it. It's good to know that because I almost gave up on the passage and then it, it started getting interesting all of a sudden and I liked it. Do we have time for like one quick kind of sort of review? It has to be quick. Quick, quick. Okay. So you and I love Bird Box. We absolutely oh, love Bird Box. I almost just brought that up. Did you watch the movie? I watched the movie. Okay. I, Quick review. Because I've it's, reviewed the Bird Box. I would Box, say I it is worth watching. Yeah. It's worth watching. Um, it was pretty good. Except for the ending was not the same at all. No, the ending was the same. No, it wasn't. It, well, they, yeah, there was some stuff. There was quite a bit of stuff that was changed. The thing that really bugged me 
other than her being like a lot older than the character was in Bird Box, but they kind of like lampshaded that at one point. Um, They changed the monsters and they made them a lot less scary because they made them seem like they were big and they were like knocking trees over and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they showed like Gary's crazy drawings of their faces. And Mm -hmm. I thought that really messed it up because what made them so frightening in the book was that you never saw them. Exactly. They did not know how big they were. Nope. Um, it was never <laughs> there was described. You never got any kind of indication at all. The closest you got was you could hear a footsteps at a couple of points in the book. And one, like, touched her blindfold. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought they really ruined the monsters and they made it a lot less scary. And they changed. They, they hit the main points of the yep. book, but yep, a lot of did. it was changed in between. There were characters that were added and taken away. There were no dogs. So fortunately, you don't have to go through that really horrific scene with the dog in the bar. I I didn't get the creepy feeling <laughs> um, that I got to when she got to the yeah, and when she reached her destination. Yeah, I remember being completely creeped out. Yeah, it was when a she got scary. there, and there yeah. was none of that. Yeah, in the movie at all, none. It was still a good movie. It was a good movie though, but the book is way better as usual, and the audiobook is the best of all. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well. If no, you, if you know what you're getting into, it was excellent. But yep. when I started reading it, I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. So I kept thinking it was a domestic violence book or something. Because no, the whole no. first part of it is so Weird. ordinary. Yeah. And then mm. stuff just kind of starts slowly yeah. changing. Yeah. You know, in the movie, they, they instead of things like slowly changing where you're hiding in your house and like crazy stuff's happening on the news, they had it happen like really dramatic. All, all of a sudden. Cars crashing yeah. and people screaming and throwing themselves in front of buses and garbage trucks and stuff. So they had it just all explode at once because I know if they tried to show yeah, it would movie, take it, it would be too yeah, slow. Yeah. It would be way too slow and take too long. Yep. I was going to bring that up anyway, so I'm glad you did. Because it everybody's talking about Cassandra Bullock's in it. She's been on all of the mm-hmm. um chat shows yeah, I almost talking watched that about the it. Other day, actually. Yeah, it's it's if you didn't haven't just, read the book, it's worth it. Didn't it just come out on Netflix? It did yeah, just on Netflix. Just yeah. this week came out on Netflix. They were supposed to put it in theaters, too. I think. Ron even watched it. Did he? Mm-hmm. We awesome. watched it together the other night. <clears throat> I think huh? it's about time for some pancakes. Jesus Christ, I thought you'd never ask. You made me get up early in the morning. I hate Sunday podcasts. so not on my diet lately, so I'm thinking... As long as we do not, this time, go somewhere where they serve alcohol, I just don't think I could handle that today. No Bloody Marys for you with your pancakes? <laughs> no! <laughs> mimosas. I'm never drinking again! No, I gotta and go home and get stuff till done. Till Christmas. I can't go home. <laughs> yeah, till Christmas Day, and somebody will offer me that, and I'll be, oh, cool! Eggnog! Christmas Day. A whole two days. Can you make it a whole two days without anything? I think so, yes. Or you should try Glühwein. If you've never had Glühwein, it is German mulled wine. and You serve it warm, and it's very, very, very I'm never drinking wine again. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) She said... She said glue, what'd you say? Glue vine. Glue vine. I'm glue thinking, vine. what the it's, hell are you sniffing over it's there? German. <laughs> Actually, yeah, definitely don't sniff Do you it. say it that way in German? Don't. Come on, give me the accent. No, I, no, I am not fine. a Nazi. I can't, I can't do that. Do you okay. fine. Um, so, uh, hey, I'm German and I'm not a Nazi. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> don't piss off our German people. No, I, I'm part German too, so yeah, I can, I can say that, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, but yeah, the funny thing is, is when you heat it up, it gives off alcohol fumes, Uh so don't sniff it. 
Like if, when you're drinking it, don't go, oh, wow, that smells amazing because it's like straight alcohol going straight up your nose and into your sinuses. And it burns. But just drink it. Yeah, it so burns So you, you get drunk just by sniffing it? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Snorting glue vine. Uh, just drink it. It's, it's delicious. I love it. Um, no. It's very, I, I, very good I don't stuff. even want to talk about alcohol right okay. now. My grandparents made Pinot Noir. For Christmas, and it's we're still talking. Oh, we're still talking about wine. Oh we're my god, we it. wish you a Merry Christmas and no, 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 no. no more beer. No, my mom made moonshine. <laughs> Jesus, we're still talking about fucking alcohol. All hey, right, and on that note, I guess that's gonna do it for. Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.